It was either my junior or senior year of college, I do not remember, but a group of LGBTQ people from across the Diocese of West Tennessee were shoulder to shoulder in the crypt of St. Mary's Cathedral in Memphis, Tennessee, listening to a priest from New York City discuss the struggle for liberation of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people in the life of the Episcopal Church. The priest, Winnie Varghese, meditated on a theme we churchy types often throw around. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. She was saying this to a group of people often told by well-meaning people that their sexual orientation or gender identity was simply their cross to bear. And in the middle of her meditation, she stopped and said this, I want each of you to know that God is not in the business of giving out crosses. The world is. Whatever cross you're bearing did not come from God. While this happened almost 10 years ago, I'll never forget Winnie's wisdom for us on that day a wisdom that reflects a Christian tradition that emphasizes the gentleness of commingled divine and human love, recognizing that the cross of Jesus and the crosses of our own day emerge not from a vindictive God, but from the evil and violence that lurk just under the surface of many human relationships. For theologian Elizabeth Johnson, the execution of Jesus on the cross, a form of Roman imperial execution reserved for non-citizens of the Roman Empire, is an expression of what she calls deep incarnation, a term that she defines as the radical divine reach in Christ through human flesh, all the way down into the living web of organic life with its growth and decay amid the wider processes of evolving nature that beget and sustain life. This radical divine reach or compassionate companionship is a portrait of the length to which God goes to embody solidarity with not only humanity, but the whole cosmos, all created matter. The cross on which Jesus died was given to him not by God, but by the Roman Empire. Execution by crucifixion was a way of dying reserved for those trapped in the crucible of imperial dehumanization. Crucified on either side of Jesus were two insurrectionists, people who threatened the social, political, and economic order of Jesus' day. It comes as no shock that one of the accusations used against Jesus in his series of trials was that he was claiming to be the emperor, to which some in the crowd said, we have no emperor but Caesar. The kingdom or reign or empire or global uprising of God 
that Jesus embodies in his healing of the sick and physical contact with outcasts, his breaking of bread with the least respectable, and teaching and organizing among occupied people posed a great threat to the powers that were. His nonviolent vision ultimately failed on the cross as his naked body was offered to imperial exploitation. It is on the cross that Jesus, according to one of our church's Eucharistic prayers, completes, he completes the offering of his whole life. He completes the offering of his whole life on the cross. It is at the cross where the love of power is exposed by the power of love, that love in its incarnate form is taken to its most arduous limit. The cross is God's way of saying, no suffering you have survived or succumbed to is beyond my imagining. I have suffered with you. In Christ, according to Danish theologian Neil Gregerson, God enters into the biological tissue of creation in order to share the fate of biological existence. In the incarnate one, God shares the life conditions of foxes and sparrows, grass and trees, soil and moisture. God's suffering is not only in solidarity with us humans, But again, the whole cosmos itself. This is no angry deity punishing his favored offspring on behalf of the rest of his other offspring. This is a God authentically entering the cosmos she created to experience what all created things experience and say, I know how this feels. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day. Or so went the hymn sung on Communion Sundays at Mount Carmel Missionary Baptist Church in Fort Worth, Texas, where I grew up. As a child seated on the fourth pew next to my mother, I gleefully sang along with the working and middle-class black people on the south side of my hometown. As I've grown older, I've become confounded by the upbeat way in which some, which such dim lyrics could be sung. And yet, as I carry my own crosses and witness the crucifixion of others, whether it be by crushing healthcare costs or astronomical housing prices or rejection by family and friends due to sexual orientation and gender identity, I can appreciate the cross as divine solidarity, that Jesus is in person, the historical sacrament of God's merciful love, that there is actually something good 
about this particular Friday.